0: Ah, uh, isn't like a good bowler.
1: What the? That's it. I'm out. That's it. I've had it. I've had it with you, Bob. I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm not staying here. Why? What now? Why, you ask? Why, you may ask. All I want is my regular bowler soup every time I come in here to do my chores. And what have I got this time? It's a packet next to a stove that says Johnson Food Markets Beef Broth. It's not soup; it's broth. How dare you, a man of my stature? That's it. I'm leaving goodbye. See you forever.
0: Five, four, three, two,
1: one. Oh, Bobo, look at what's in the hallway—an entire shopping cart full of Progresso. See? Oh, how can I ever thank you?
0: Just do the announcement. Jeez.
1: Ah, it's the outdated wrestle hour, kids.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Paul He... No, excuse me. My name is Bob Smith. <laughs> welcome to the outdated Wrestling Hour. Great to have you back. I formerly was with a whole mess of wrestling magazines, including WCW and PWI and WOW <laughs> <laughs> and down the list it went. I hope everything is good with you guys. Um, This is going to be kind of an offbeat show this time. No guest. Oh, gosh, don't go running off. Please don't go. But in any event, I um, th- th- this is going to be the state of the podcast episode, so to speak. I'm going to get into the nuts and bolts of how it's been going, what's going to take place in the future. We're going to do one minor tweak to the show, and it ain't nothing major. It's just something I need to do to preserve the quality. And I do believe we've had exceptional quality in the last ten or twelve episodes. Both sonically, guest-wise, content. I'm getting nothing but plaudits from all you wonderful people out there. Um and not to mention support. And I appreciate you all for that as well. So it's not gonna be anything major, but there's something I just really need to do because uh this is the month of October. And in this month, I reach a very special birthday. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what the year is, but if it's a very special birthday and it's the outdated wrestling hour, I think you can guess what birthday it's going to be. This has been a lot of work, this podcast. I started it instantly in mid-January. I mean, I flew into this thing. Probably put out a first couple of episodes I really shouldn't have, but... It's all part of the learning curve. And from that first episode to now, and it's only October, it feels like it's been about five years. But I mean that in a positive way. This has been an incredible, wonderful experience. So I'm going to talk all about that at the second part of the show. The first part of the show is going to be what we're going to refer to as acerbic observations. I'm just going to let loose. What about the state of current things? I'm going to complain a little bit. What the heck? Let's have a little fun. Let me uh roll my sleeves up and loosen up my wig, so to speak, if that makes any sense.
1: And old you know, it's an old seventies expression. Remember tighten up
0: your wig? You know what that meant, right? All right. Well, anyway, yeah, let's go. Let's have a little fun and let's um let's talk about some stuff that's been going on in the past, the present, maybe even in the future. And some observations about a lot of things. Before we get to that though, I want to wish um all the best to the family, friends, and fans of Joyce Grable, one of the greatest wrestlers who ever lived. Let me repeat that. Joyce Grable, one of the greatest wrestlers who ever lived. I don't think there's any question about that. She was a big star at a time when there weren't a lot of women wrestler big stars. I saw her a bunch of times, a bunch of times throughout the 1970s live, and she performed on the East Coast a lot. So let's hear it for Joyce Grable, one of the all-time best. All right, enough of my yakking. See if you agree or disagree with my take on the following topics. Oh, yeah, I need a little liquid courage for this one. (laughs) Hey, hey, let's get off to it. Here's a rhetorical question. If Tony Khan of AEW is the ultimate money mark, does that make William Patrick Corgan of the NWA the ultimate money order mark? I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'll say it just once. I'll quote my good cousin, Will Smith. Keep my name out of your mouth. I do get questions on Facebook and in my email box all the time. So let's let's just calmly <laughs> go through a bunch of stuff people ask me all the time. I'm just going to rattle this stuff off, okay? We'll have a little fun with this. What was my favorite card of all time? Well, the answer will come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I still consider WrestleMania 3 to be the top event of all events. Hogan Andre, Ray Shuggyar Dog, Seymour Savage, th- and the type of big night feel that I think has permeated every big pay-per-view card since that happened. Oddly enough, I don't consider it to be even close to the best card I've ever seen. I personally have fond memories of the Funk versus Flair. I quit match at Clash of the Champions at the RPI Fieldhouse in Troy in 1989. And a host of cards in my hometown of Albany where I grew up. The original Starcade pops in my mind as an immensely entertaining show. But as far as big match feel, I'll never forget WrestleMania 3. It felt like the changing of the sport forever. As far as matches goes, the best match I ever saw in person was a house match. Steamboat versus Flair, New Haven, Connecticut, April 8th, 1989. You'd swear it was a pay-per-view and the thing only drew about three 4,000 people. My favorite TV match was Kurt Henning versus Nick Bockwinkle. The big one-hour draw from the Showboat Casino on the AWA ESPN show. I guess that was in November of 1986. My favorite tag team of all time is the might Express, any Jim Cornette version. My favorite wrestler of all time, which I'll admit to this day, is Baron Mikel Sikluna from the Isle of Malta. My favorite managers are Bobby Heenan and Jim Cornette. If I can't decide between the two of them, one is 1A one, and the other one is 1, but they're both the best in my mind and heart, okay? I'm I'm no authority. Everybody has their own opinions. These are just the people that I liked. My most underrated wrestler is Johnny Rod, who so I think is as good as anybody who ever laced up a pair of boots. I don't care about one loss records. He was entertaining. He was good, and I really think he should have been pushed harder in the East Coast, which is a factor I'll never understand. My favorite wrestling TV show as a kid was the Joe McHugh era of WWF's Championship Wrestling. My favorite wrestling show as an adult, though, was Memphis Studio Wrestling, and it isn't even close as my favorite wrestling show of all time. Oh, I'm going to regret this. Let's talk about current stuff, okay? It's going to seem pretty harsh. But I really do limit my viewing of Kurt wrestling. I just don't watch a whole lot of it. It has let me down more, and it's done so increasingly as the years have gone on. Like I always say, I never left wrestling. Wrestling left me. People ask me all the time about last night's AEW show, but you can stop right now because I haven't watched AEW in six months, and I have no intention of looking at it ever again. The final nail in the coffin was the CM Punk fiasco and the situation afterwards, okay? He was right about the glass. He's surrounded by amateurs. Minor league in wrestling psychology, minor league in red ring concepts, minor league in angles, minor league in presentation, minor league all the way. AEW has a host of wrestlers seriously lacking in charisma. They booked themselves, and I have no interest. None. They can pervert the tenets of pro wrestling as much as they want, and their fans can have at it. But I'm not even remotely interested anymore. I I just don't have the patience. Too many AEW wrestlers don't remotely realize what makes a match great or what makes an angle effective. It's a bush league. And please, when you quote me, please spell my name right. It's an easy name to spell. And so to all my wrestling friends who still have a taste for today's game, have at it. Enjoy it. Like I said, wrestling's great. Enjoy it while you got it. Watch what you like. Enjoy what you may. But AEW is not for me. It's my prerogative as a consumer not to partake. Consider this. I just canceled my New York Mets season ticket package because I don't like the direction of the team. And right now, I'd rather watch a Honeymooners rerun for the 50th time than watch Tony Khan dancing like an idiot after a wrestler legit got hurt. And oh, my hats are off to Jim Cornette, Al Snow, Stevie Richards, and so many others out there. that would rather be honest than support something that sucks royally. That is integrity. That's something pro wrestling needs more of. Oh, and Orange Cassidy is still a freaking joke. <laughs> All right. As for the WWE, I'm a fan of LA Knight, as you all know. I kind of predicted his success a long time ago. I think Rhea Ripley's outstanding. The entire women's division is always an A. Drew McIntyre. There's a lot of the stars that I really enjoy. I really do. Nice to see In The Rock and John Cena make comebacks, all that stuff. However, I'm sick to the death of the entire Bloodline angle. The, the SmackDown from the end of September, where Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa just ran around beating everybody up with no fines and no consequences. And then the next episode that came back, they were even roughing up people backstage. Where's this? Really? Fox is allowing this type of thing on their, on their network? See, there's the thing about WWE that I don't understand. And this, this kind of really disturbs me. You ever see the little film vignette at the beginning of every show they do? And it says, you know, together, you know, at the end of it, you know, and they show fans cheering wildly for all the stars of the past, present, and future. But right near the end, there's a shot of a guy bouncing a a joyous-looking baby. I mean, it's definitely a baby. What kind of irresponsible parent brings an infant to a wrestling match to watch people being thrown through tables and hit with chairs? You see, this is a free country. You can do whatever you want, but you know There should be, it, it, to bring infants and small children in wrestling is, this is not cartoons. Wrestling kind of teaches the psychology of, you know, violence as a way to settle scores. It's not for babies. Why in the world would any wrestling organization say this is for the whole family, including one that just got whelped? Are you serious? That really bothers me. It, it really disturbs me. It really does. Professional wrestling is not for wee little children. I, I started to get exposed to it when I was around 10 or 11 years old. And I could barely tolerate it at that point. But, you know, money. Anyway, b- back to what I was talking about. I just watched the WWE TV program with nine instances of outside interference, four sneak attacks, two run-ins, and two backstage attacks. Not a single finder suspension was announced after all the chicanery. Pro wrestling fans are used to all sorts of wild action. In fact, that's probably why they tune in. And I don't mind it in and of itself. I, I don't have any censorship button on me, of course. But a total lack of rules enforcement mixed with pure chaos only makes stuff like title changes less relevant. For that reason, I consider Roman Reigns no greater champion than Stan Stasiak or the second Bob Backlund run. The Reigns character hasn't earned my respect as a character because there's no there there. It's just outside interference and infrequent match appearances to begin with. I've mentioned this before, but they're turning Roman Reigns into the Sheik. I know Gunther as Intercontinental Champion is supposed to be a heel, right? But he's 50... 50- Time's the champ that Roman Reigns has ever been. But it's not all cold soup, my friends. I mean, there's some stuff I'm really happy about. I mean, I do keep an eye in the New York area indie scene here. And I'm a huge fan of a young tag team called the Even Stevens. Look, keep an eye out for them in the Long Island area. And I'm really proud of both Chris Statlander and Matt Cardonia, both local products from the Long Island area here. Um, They're real stars now. I'm shocked that Cardona hasn't gotten a call from the big two recently, but you know, that's gotta be coming. He's too good. He really is. I like what they did with him in the NWA. I I thought he didn't even resemble his original character in WWE. I think it's time he gets signed again. And once again, thank you to Mario Savoldi, his ultimate classic wrestling streaming channel, Dave dynasty, Chris P. Lennis, Dave, Drayson, Brzezinski, Terry Sullivan, Rocket Adam Parsons, Fight TV, all of you. You're helping us veteran fans stay sane, that's for sure. I'd rather watch Tony Altamore versus Mike Peducis than 75% of the stuff that's broadcast every week. And boy, is that true! I hope you enjoyed those somewhat crotchety old man, uh, <laughs> explanations for my mindset of late, but now let's get onto the meat of, uh, why this is a special show. I want you to pay attention to what I have to say. The outdated wrestling hour began in mid January. And it is now, as this episode comes out early October, it has been a 1000% absolute joy for me to put together. It's been exciting. I'm reconnected with old friends in person that I haven't seen in years and years. This has been a blessing, really. It really has. However, uh, one of my current idols in the wrestling scene is Brian R. Solomon, who is a great writer and a great guy. And he, I, I, I look at him and I realize he's able to balance a hectic and crazy work schedule with a really satisfying personal life and family life, okay? Um, I've been a little negligent. I have put a lot of time, effort, And to be honest with you, money into this podcast. Um, I'm not complaining. It's been worth every second of it. And uh, the response to our last episode uh, with our uh, radio guys from Minnesota, overwhelming. I really appreciate it. So here's what I'm going to do. At the end of each episode now, when I do my goodbyes, I'm going to put on a date for the next show. Now, all that means is. It may not be on every single week. There is going to be probably a week here and there where there will be no show. And you have to wait two weeks for a new one. But most of the time we're going to continue weekly, but there's going to be other times when I need a break. Recently, I did something like six interviews in four days and it's getting a little crazy. You know, I have to not back off. Just be a little better to myself, get a little more rest, because like I say, I got an important birthday coming up, and I want a few more of them, you know? <laughs> so I just need to balance the work-home life a little bit better. So I figured I would explain that, and if you don't see a show, let's say let's say the middle of November, I'm taking a week off, or something like that. Like I know a lot of podcasts take off for the holidays. Um, don't think that there's anything wrong. We're going to be on it for a long time. I've I've invested too much in it. I'm doing too well with it. Um, I'm making too many friends with it. You know, this has been wonderful. It really has. Um, So here's to the future. And I hope you are part of my future. Each and every time we put out a new outdated wrestling hour, we got some special things in the can. And very soon we're going to have that trivia contest, which is all for mirth. We're going to have nothing but fun on that one. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. And basically, Continue on with what I hope is a fun and different wrestling podcast. Again, if you're, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you're looking for current news and results, this is not the podcast for you. Obviously, if you're looking for the same wrestler, you heard on another podcast to be in mind the next week, I'm not doing that either. All right. We're, we're bringing on different guests that you may not hear anywhere else. We're going to be decidedly different. And again, I'm following the muse of my favorite musician, the late Dominic Trainer, who always did stuff his way. I think the best artists do stuff their own way. I did it that way in my own recording career, too. So, you know, I want to be, I want this to be different. I want it to be fun. I want it to be upbeat. And I want you to keep tuning in. And I want to thank once again the people who have joined the um, Outdated Wrestling our fan club. I don't know what I would do without you. You're just fantastic. The list keeps growing, and I really do appreciate it very, very much. More than I can say, it's fantastic. And, uh, I hope to reward you back with some really, really good shows. Okay, I will make good on what I said earlier and let you know that our next podcast will be released to podcast networks on October 13th and October 20th. That'll be our next two shows. Credits, like I always do, our theme song. Hold on a sec. It's by Brian Teo, the guitarist extraordinaire. Thank you, Brian. All of our incidental music uh, that you heard behind my rantings is by Kevin McLeod, one of the great musicians out there. You hear his music in a ton of TV shows and movies. Our website, where you can hear every single outdated wrestling hour and learn about the brand new outdated wrestling hour fan club, outdatedwrestlinghour.buzzsprout.com. That's outdatedwrestlinghour.buzzsprout.com. You don't need an app to listen to the show. You can do it right on that site if you want to, without having to go to uh, any of the you know, wrestling or podcast apps, I should say. You can find me on Facebook as Bob Smith. On my lead page on Facebook, I am singing and performing with the great BB King. How lucky am I? That's about all I use for social media at this point. You know, the rest of it is kind of pointless, so I'm not even going to bother with it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this kind of offbeat show (laughs) it was a a, believe it or not it was a devil to put together but uh, I I enjoyed doing it I got a couple of things off my chest and I hope it answered a lot of the questions that I've been getting over the course of the last I don't know 10 months so my name is Bob Smith I'm proud to be a former editor at Pro Wrestling Illustrated with good friends like Craig Peters and Bill Apter and the whole crew there proud of work for WCW Magazine for Colin Bowman Proud to have worked for wrestling's main event for Sandy Krebs. And the list goes on. But for now, that's it. We hope you had fun. See you next time in the outdated Wrestling Hour. And by all means, take the very best care of yourself, won't you? I mean, really.